David Cross, and you may know me from my election integrity work, but I also own U.S. Asset Management, a family-owned and operated investment advisory practice. I'm a certified portfolio manager, and my job is to help you make better decisions with your money. One of the things we try to avoid is investing in companies that push the woke agenda. If you're invested with one of the big firms out there, there's a pretty good chance that you're feeding the beast that hates your values. Our company is 100% conservative, and we'd love to have an opportunity to work with you. Check us out at us-am.com and look for our big, proud American Eagle logo. It is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. I rise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Welcome back to Information Operation. I am traveling up in the mountains of North Georgia, and I have my uh, good friend and colleague and, uh, I guess, fellow traveler in the military and financial circles, Rob Cunningham. Thanks for joining me, Rob. Honor to be here, Todd. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So Rob and I thought that uh, there's a lot about the financial uh, backdrop to what's happening in the United States and in Western civilization, for that matter, uh, and, and we wanted to delve into it. So we're going to do a six-month series on this subject. Uh, Rob and I will be meeting a few times a month and just push the ball down the field, if you will. Today, we're going to talk about just kind of the overview of what we see in the financial markets and how it impacts uh, your everyday life. Uh, I spent 18 years on, on the street, uh, ended up uh, mainly an emerging market bond trader, worked for multiple firms, did a lot of business overseas, traveled a lot. And Rob, tell us about your history uh, in the in the markets. Yeah, Todd, uh, management information systems background after the Air Force, uh, mm -hmm. flew for Delta for a couple of years. I uh, went to Merrill Lynch, did the retail investment banking, all the licenses, mm -hmm. uh, focused a lot on the debt markets on the mortgage mm -hmm. side of the of the house. Mm -hmm. uh, got really fascinated in researching just new emerging technologies and new new products. Um, Spent about uh, eight years in financial services, the investment banking, um, maybe four years in the mortgage side of the business. And then for mm -hmm. 25 years, uh, my wife and I have owned a, a, a financial services company training uh, financial professionals, if you will. Uh, besides that, I have a passion for fintech emerging technology companies on the financial technology side, the, the cryptocurrencies the distributed mm -hmm. ledger technologies, uh, monetary systems, how they work, who runs them, how they were built, and maybe you know, how they're being changed right now. And and in that, in that lens, I think, is what we really want to talk about because these changing monetary systems is going to touch every single human being on planet Earth. And we need to understand the who, what, when, where, how, and why. And, and do it in a way, Todd, I think that's going to help Every person understand what's in it for me. Why, why, why should I care? 
Why does it? I don't like money. I don't like banking. I don't like financing. I hate my, I hate numbers. I hate math. I understand all that. But at the end of the day, money makes the world go round. And those that understand it will use it against us if we don't mm -hmm. understand the operating principles behind money. They're already doing it. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, back when I first started at my first firm uh, at Robinson Humphrey in Atlanta, actually, uh, a uh, el an older gentleman, a wise older gentleman said, OK, you're in front of your biggest client. And and, you know, he he's thinking, why should I do business with you, you young kid? And he said, you have to tell him W.I.I.F.M. What's in it for me? And so you're you're spot on. Um, that's what people want. And I think really right now, let's talk about this. People don't understand the financial system and that it was engineered a certain way. And they just think that's the way it's always been. So it should be that way. Right. 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 Yeah. Todd, we we're all, all of us are born into systems of trust and tradition. We just kind of mm -hmm. adopt the modus operandi we're born and we, we we're taught certain ways and certain habits and we go to work and we pay taxes. We put our money in the bank and money is just this piece of paper with ink and numbers on it and, or it's a bank account. But I want to step back just a little bit, Todd, because this is mm -hmm. so critically important and we, and we want to really dig into the why. What I mean by this is, you know, the Bible so basically, the number one topic discussed in the Bible, bar none, period, end of story, is money. There is yeah. no greater, over 40% of the discussions and the laws, the teachings and the warnings about the danger of money, what money is, where it comes from, and what its purpose is, is money. Yet, Todd, we have that we have a largely financially ignorant society. Mm -hmm. Now, don't you think we should ask ourselves why such a disconnect? If money makes the world go round and it's the number one topic in the great law book with the greatest amount of danger, and it says we can love money, you know, love one and hate the other or, or you know, cherish one and despise the other. It, and there's no in between. It's black and white. If we don't understand what money is and the purpose of money, and yet money makes the world go round, who benefits from our ignorance? Why are we ignorant? Why are we not taught about it? And why do the masters of the universe always end up with like, you know, why do the 1% own 99%? Mm -hmm. Because they harvest our ignorance of what money is and the purpose of money. And they come up with all these elaborate rules and definitions and agencies and NGOs and Federal Reserves and, and banks and, you know, monetary policies and monetary structures. And they fund all the business schools and they make up all these rules. And it's so mind-bendingly complicated. Most people just throw their hands up in the air and go, too complicated for me. I can't figure it out. You, I'll get somebody else to tell me what to think and what it's all about. And well, the, uh, you know, that disconnect is why, you know, the adage, follow the money. We yeah. have to follow the money because as the great law book says, there is only one thing in this world that requires us to worship it like God. And that's money. And if we understand that the people that love money 
that they must despise God. It's one or the other. So if the world is run by money and they make it so complicated for us to figure out and they don't train us, you got to almost understand, like you almost have to come to the conclusion, it's a plan for us to be stupid, for them to run the world in money. And then you can see where all this evil in the world comes from, right? Well, uh, you know, you, go, you talk about money in the Bible. I mean, the thing that jumps out at me is Jesus overturning the money changers in the temple. Right. I mean, that was uh, one of the the biggest parts of the New Testament that is remembered the most by people. And it wasn't I was listening to some scholar the other day, and it's not that he just did that on a whim. He actually left the temple, went and built a, a uh, what do you call it, like a rope with cords on it for that specific purpose of lashing them out of the temple and came back. So um, that tells you it's exactly what you're saying that, that it, it, if it's not used the right way, it, it can be very evil. Yeah. In, in essence, Todd, that was the monetary system of the day. People were coming for Holy week. They went to the temple, they brought their valuables, the money changers, you know, you had to have a shekel to operate during the mm -hmm. Holy week. So everybody brought mm -hmm. their valuable, their oils or incense, their, their, you know, their fatted calves or whatever. And they were being royally screwed by the money changers in the temple. And Jesus mm -hmm. sat and watched him do it. And he was so enraged at the violation and the theft and the stealing and the deception inside the temple that these bankers mm -hmm. and how they were treating innocent people. You know, he went down there. Think about this. The busiest week, the Holy Week, people come from all over the world for the Holy Week. He flips over their tables and bullwhips the, the stew out of these people, you know, and, and that eventually led to five days later him being nailed to a cross. You yeah, know, but yeah. he saw the wickedness and the evil deception of money changers. That what that was the monetary system of today. They, they so, were, so what do people need to know about what the system is today? What should they understand from a macro level about how it's structured in your mind? Yeah, well, on the macro level, they've, they've really perverted definitions and they've turned money into debt. Okay. And mm -hmm. instead of money being what it's purposed for, instead of it being an asset like gold or silver, mm -hmm. it's turned to an, into a bunch of IOUs. And mm -hmm. the monetary system got flipped upside down. Uh, the powers that be, non governmental organizations, these private profiteers, in the city of London and other locations uh, were smart enough, deceptive enough, slick talking enough to get, you know, the politicians of 1913, 1910 to, to change the laws and substitute our United States Treasury for a foreign owned company that issued debt certificates instead of dollars backed by gold. I mean, if, if you want to, kind of look at 110 years ago, you know, from 1913 when the Federal Reserve started to 2023, for 110 years, we've really been operating on a deception of what money is. They, they turned things upside down, gave themselves permission to print and manage the money system. And then when we take money in, it's really an IOU to the issuer. And that gives them the right, Todd, to pass taxes and pass regulations and 
print as much debt as they want to and and mislead us as to why they're printing the debt. And let us argue amongst ourselves as to how we're going to pay the debt off when they're laughing all the way to the bank because they don't have any intentions of ever paying the debt off. And yet they print the money and put the debt on us and then they get the, the property and the benefits of printing the money, have us pay it all off. And then we have to work as tax and debt slaves and we become enslaved what does the great book say? The great law book says we are enslaved by our lack of knowledge. Well, I know one thing that we don't know anything about, most of us, and that's money. And if we don't understand it, we're going to be enslaved by the use, the misuse of it. And there are, you know, it's not, Todd, accidental that we have $34 trillion in debt and that all wars are bankers' wars. And we're seeing wars in between Russia and Ukraine. And we're seeing wars in Israel. And we're seeing you know, the pending potential war between China and Taiwan. And, you know, we're trying to see, you know, they stir up trouble in the Middle East and get Iran to, you know, be blamed for something. And uh, they're, they're locking the southern border gates open so everybody can come into the country here, you know, and get on the dole and print more debt and then cause chaos and division. I, I think I'm sure your audience is familiar with the term uh, fifth generational warfare, you know, fifth generational unconventional war. And it, this war that's being fought is for our hearts, for our minds, for our children, for our borders, you know, for our, 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 our right to life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. So it's being fought by the pharmaceutical industry, the banking industry, the media, you know, the, the military industrial complex, every entity if you really want to follow the money, I think people would would do themselves very, very well to understand that that is the love of money is the root of all evil. The money system is being flipped upside down or there's a struggle over the money system. And that's why we're seeing a war on every front in our lives. Well, looking back to the, the big crisis of 2008, uh, a lot of institutions should have gone under just like Lehman did. I mean, I was there. I mean, a lot of, you know, Lehman was financing their firm in the billions of dollars on overnight rates, repos, no long-term financing. So when the rates skyrocketed, they had no ability to fund their operations and they were gone the next day. People were walking out with cardboard boxes of their personal belongings. A lot of other banks should have gone and, and experienced the same uh, consequences, but they didn't. They were too big to fail, and there was a moral hazard created that was right. fantastical. And it is uh, now we're just printing money. There's no consequence. There's no accountability for what they're doing. But I completely agree that uh, um, you know that that system allowing us to just continue to print money. And you know, I wrote a book about it a, a decade ago because I saw what was going on then, and it. The, the whole reserve currency issue, the, the the lack of knowledge of the bond market, how interest rates impact your life, and how unlimited money can just destroy an economy, and it's devalued every civilization throughout history. You know, the Romans, right. the Spanish, you know, the British. I mean, after, it just it's it's not new. So the more people can understand this, the the better. Um, what what do you think about? Uh, the way Wall Street works. I mean, in the 2008, you had 
you know, shenanigans going where they take a hundred bonds that were bankrupt, you know, worthless, put them together. And all of a sudden that's a triple A security through financial engineering. I mean, it was fantastical the way it was put together, but what are your thoughts on how wall street works now? Well, um, unfortunately, Todd, I think it's basically just a rigged organized cartel, mm -hmm. you know, and the bottom line is, is uh, it, there's a lot of darkness. There's, there's no transparency. There's no accountability. If, if people would understand everything in the world is basically a series of corporations. Okay. And the SEC is a corporation, Wall Street, you know, all the banks are corporations. The, the Federal Reserve is a corporation. And quite frankly, the United States of America, Inc. is a corporation. And so when you have the SEC, which is a regulatory, unaccountable, if you will, uh, administrative body in Washington, D.C. that gets to set all the rules and who can be listed and what stocks can be traded and what all the rules are, they, they pretty much do it willy-nilly without having to go to our elected representatives and ask for permission for anything. They mm -hmm. just create the rules. So the question then becomes, who are these people in the Securities and Exchange Commission? Who do they owe their allegiance to? We don't vote them in and we don't vote them out. We can't change their policies. So if you've got a, a, a kind of an independent regulatory body that really is sponsored by, let's say, the Goldman Sachs or the JP Morgans or the Bank of Americas or the Wells Fargo's, and they, they came from Goldman, they're coming to the SEC, they're going back to Goldman or the Treasury or the Federal Reserve, and you've got this revolving door series of, of players where everyone is you know, greasing each other's palms. The public doesn't understand what's going on and they don't have to be public in their activities and in their disclosure. That is just a recipe, Todd, for greed and corruption and malfeasance. And as George Carlin said, it's a big club and we ain't in it. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they're hard. They're, yeah, they're harvesting the, uh, it's a massive redistribution of wealth from the middle class. They're just harvesting the middle class. And, 100 percent. 100%. They're harvesting the middle class and they're trading it back and forth on these stocks and bonds and securities after they've made all the money before the early seed capital. And then they went public. And, you know, and then after all the money is for a lot of a lot of people, there's always an exception. There's always an Apple story and an Amazon story and an IBM story and Microsoft story. But for the most part, you know, vast amounts of wealth are extracted early by the insiders with inside knowledge. And then it goes public and then it goes up. And the folks that bought something for, you know, a penny, and it goes public for $88, <laughs> guess who makes a lot more money? You know, the folks that own it at a penny or the ones that own it at 88 bucks. So the whole system is really built around power, control, greed, secrecy, lack of disclosure, and lack of accountability. And Todd, that, that is a, that's a biblical principle, dark to light. We either have exposure and transparency or we have darkness and no, and no accountability. And, uh, it's a form of, you know, taxation without representation mm -hmm. and uh, inflation, the way that monetary system inflates, which is the, and it, what it means to us is makes our money worth less and less and less and less and less. It takes more and more and more to buy 
gasoline or a house or a car or a college education, that is the most powerful form of theft known to man. It's a yeah, silent because they, they run up the debt and then devalue the currency to pay for it. And, you and it's, a, it's a silent tax. They don't have to pass yeah. a law. They don't have to have a vote. They don't have to do anything. They just slowly and intentionally shrink the money system into the out of our pockets and into their prosperity. And so uh, this is a, a situation, uh, a business that drastically needs to be re-engineered and along comes uh, crypto and there's various forms of that. Tell us from your experience or insight as to how that threatens the whole system, threatens the matrix. Sure. Sure. Well, and, and, and it, people need to understand it very, very shortly after the great financial crisis in 08 is when the Bitcoin white paper was released, you know, and mm -hmm. the concept of uh, distributed ledger technology and uh, crypto for your audience just means software. Mm -hmm. That's all it means. It's, it's, it's in essence intended to be an open, honest, transparent accounting ledger. Okay, so that everyone can see the credits and the debits and there and all this magic buffoonery that takes place behind closed doors, as we've had to live with, is supposed to be brought out into the open and on a peer-to-peer, person-to-person, company-to-company, you know, basis, value is supposed to be able to be exchanged. The concept of Bitcoin was it'll be 21 million maximum Bitcoin. So as demand rises, the price of Bitcoin would rise, but anyone can own it and you can own it in an individual wallet that's not owned by Chase Manhattan, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. JP so you Morgan. have control of your assets. You don't have you to have control of your asset. It gives us the right to be our own banker. Yeah. It gives us the right to control an asset that we control that's not titled by the SEC or the DTCC. It's not a security that we think we own, you know, Todd, you know this as well as I do. Most people think that we own the dollars in our pocket, but we don't. They're an IOU. They're issued by the printer of that currency and they own it and they can call it back at any time. In, in, in the vernacular, it's called a bail-in. Mm -hmm. We could wake up on Tuesday or Wednesday of next week and knock on the bank's door and say, hey, I need my $5,000 out of the checking account. They can say, sorry, uh, it's, it, it, we, we needed it. You know, yeah. our creditors ask us for the assets in our bank. And unfortunately, your deposits are our assets. And we have to take your five grand and give it to the creditors who knocked on our door. I'm sorry if you thought that money was yours, but it wasn't. It's ours. And it's, if, the, if you're in a situation where the government collapses and this alleged insurance, FDIC, would be worthless as well. So there's there's nobody coming to your rescue. The coverage of the coverage of yeah. FDIC is about two percent or less than two percent of the actual deposits they claim to insure. So probably that's why uh, you know what's her name uh, Pocahontas Elizabeth Warren is coming after crypto in general because it takes power out of the hands of the cartel. Am I correct? One thousand percent. You can see her in perfect lockstep alignment with uh, Jamie Dimon, the CEO of JP Morgan, you know, on my uh, X account, if anyone would like to follow it, I do a lot of research and I do a what's, lot. What's of that account, Rob? What's it's the name at of? cool show. So it's x.com slash at K U W L S H O W. It's at cool show. 
and uh, my sub how, how often do sorry, but how often do you do the show? Well, that is just a posting. That's kind of a stream of consciousness. That's research. Okay. That's looking okay. at my crowdsourced information and sharing mm -hmm. opinions. That's mm -hmm. on an ongoing basis. Uh, Wednesday nights at seven o'clock, I do a cool show uh, on okay. various topics with various guests. So once a week, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time, I'll go live on Twitter spaces, on X mm. spaces and do a show. Uh, I'm very much excited, Todd, about what we're doing right now and from an mm -hmm. ongoing basis because, you know, I've, I've, I feel blessed to be in a community where I can share my research, my wisdom, and my passion with people who, who know something's wrong. This mm -hmm. world's collapsing. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the money system is going away. The cryptos, you know, all the, all the people that have put us in this position, the central bankers, absolutely hate and despise the alternative monetary system that's on the rise. So we have to ask ourselves with common sense discernment, Todd, if the people that drove us into this cul-de-sac and, and drove us off the cliff hate the thing that's coming up that challenges them, maybe we ought to all stop and pause and say, huh, maybe they're lying about the new solution that's emerging because they understand what it means to them. Sure. And, and they've lied us into the hole that we're in right now. Why should we all of a sudden, you know, start trusting them now? That's uh, completely correct. And, um, you know, they don't want this to come online. And if you, it's no doubt in my mind that there's, uh, you know, massive overvaluation and risk in these markets, in the fiat markets, and there is a negative event coming, let's just put it that way. And if you have assets in those exchanges, whatever type of asset class it is, you're at risk. So people should definitely start thinking about custodying their own stuff at some point. Um, well, and, and, and looking, and, yeah. And Todd, that goes back to the very definition, you know, what is money? Mm -hmm. What is the purpose of money? Money is, when you boil it all down, a trust system. It's supposed to be a system that we can all collectively trust that stores my value and stores your value safely. I can ex We can exchange value for other goods and services in the community, and it's not going to get stolen. It's not going to get debased. It's not going to get inflated away, and it's not going to be flipped magically into somebody else's property. It's supposed to be a trust system so we as the body of humanity can trade values back and forth so we you know don't have to be masters of every single task. Yeah. Well, if we don't understand the purpose of money and others de let define what money is and what money's for and what they why they're doing what they're doing, y'all just be quiet, sit over there, we'll take care of everything. Trust us. You know, we're mm -hmm. in essence, we're from the government and we're here to help. We're from a non-governmental organization overseas and we're here to help manage your monetary system for your benefit. Unfortunately, Todd, that's the point that we've gotten to in society is we believe that Lord, that load of crap. Well, These there's nothing more, more uh, that makes me angry than being at a, a dinner or something with some, a client or whatever. And, you try to go use your credit card and it's shut down for fraud or whatever. I mean, that's your money. You should be able to use it when you want. 
I mean, no, we can't let you have access to your money because our systems aren't perfect. Or, you know, fees on your account. We just to hold your money, we're going to charge you fees. Um, I mean, it's it's a racket. It's 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 legalized theft. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's le it's legalized theft. And uh, you know, if we don't get back to first principles, Todd, and understand, you know who we are and whose we are, what authority we have and what dominion we have to self-govern and self-control and have unalienable rights. I mean, the word lean means loan. Where mm -hmm. really originally the concept of America was to not have a lien on our house, our car, our estate, our land, our, our, our gifts. You know, if I die and pass away my property to my, my kids and grandkids, why is the government supposed to take 75% again? I, what part of unalienable has been erased off the books without a vote. You know, I mean, how did we get to this point where the values and quote unquote morals of these ne'er-do-wells in Washington, D.C. are lording over every aspect of our life? How did we get here? Follow the money. And if we can follow the money and figure out what they've done, then we can unwind it and not let them do it to us again. It leads into every sector. It leads into the vaccine. You know, uh, I call it mass murder for profit. I mean, it leads into the wars overseas. As you've mentioned, it it leads into just you know the the corruption of our food supply to create uh, you know toxins that create poison in the body, which creates sickness, which creates the need for medicine, and you know it's just a big circle. So it's all back to the money. It does. It if people lord love and worship money then they, and make money their God, then they will do anything for their God. And that includes, you know, it, it reminds me, Todd, that I'll, I'll maybe we'll got to you know, wrap up here, I'm sure, in a couple minutes. But mm -hmm. if we remember our history books, the Japanese emperor that bombed Pearl Harbor said, you know, he, his famous line was, oh, my God, I, I think we woke a sleeping giant. Mm -hmm. You know, and that was one nation, Japan, bombing one nation, America. Well, what we had three years ago is one banking cartel attack 195 nations with needles yeah, and demanded everybody sit down, shut up, mask up, roll your sleeve up and take this jab of this experimental biotoxin. So if the Japanese emperor was a little bit scared that he woke up one sleeping giant, you can bet your ass that these central bankers are afraid that they woke up 195 sleeping giants around the world. And that's really the chaos. If people think that we're not in a war after what they did to us and our loved ones, our parents, grandparents, and our mm -hmm. kids, what they did to us is the height of hubris and godlessness. And if they think that there's not a boomerang effect that's happening the world over, then people are watching too much media, too much CNN, or they're just not paying attention. And the way to fix that is to change the monetary system, which we're all pushing for. Rob, with that, I'm going to close it there and uh, you'll be back again in a few weeks and we'll we'll move on on this subject, but I think people want to stay tuned. I Thank you so time. much, Todd. It's a, it's a pleasure to kick off this first show with you and looking forward to the next next week. Excellent. Take care, Rob. Right. Take care.